This week on the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. So, sometimes your opponent rolls eight dice on Z6, and, and deployment doesn't matter. Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a podcast focused on tactics and competitive play for Star Wars Legion. Hosted by Kyle Dornboss, Michael Barry, and David Zelenka, with Jay Shalansky, the man behind the glass. Hello, and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Mike and David. How you guys doing? Good. That was like a 50% right, I feel like. <laughs> it, it Like, you could tell you were trying hard, you know? Yeah, the ice skating judges are like, you know, 7, you know, 7.1, <laughs> you like, know? Sort of stuck the land in, but not really. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm just it going was for... like a little wobble. <laughs> I'm just going for 51%. It's okay. like preponderance of the evidence. It doesn't need to be beyond a reasonable doubt here. So Simple yeah. majority. Simple majority. Yeah, there you go. Um... All right. Uh, so, how are you guys doing? Good. Uh, I, I yeah. Guess, you know. Good, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I'm not doing great today specifically, but my week has been pretty all right. So. Okay. Well, that's good. It's Thanksgiving week. Um, we're all going to be stuffing ourselves full of delicious food later this week. Excited about that. <clears throat> um, so we got a lot of talk stuff to talk about today. We actually have some highly relevant news as well as a new unit preview which is R2-D2 and 3PO, which we will talk about. Um, we got some updates on release schedule. And uh, we're going to talk about Count Dooku today, which we said we'd do last time. And um, we're also going to do a little brief Invader update, and David's going to talk briefly about a tournament, a Prime that you attended this weekend. So let's uh, let's hit the news. Welcome to In the News. All right, so first and foremost, we got a little update uh, via Discord from FFG Marketing. Um, basically, everything's delayed. <laughs> so everything that was due in December, which is um, which they had originally announced for December, uh, which was the upgrade packs for the core units, um, Operative Luke and Vader and R2-D2 and 3PO has all probably been delayed till January. Uh, they're unsure on Luke and Vader. Um, they're doing the old hold for a global release um, thing on that one. But the other stuff, R2 and the upgrade packs are definitely delayed until at least January. Smooth. Yeah, I mean, this is. I think this is why you don't announce release dates. <laughs> Um, I think it's the option to to flex on them later. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, because shit happens. I mean, um, you know, I used to play uh, 40k, uh, recovering 40k player, and as crappy as that game is, the game itself is compared to Legion. GW at least has its logistics down, and that like they don't even announce the existence of products until they're less than a month out from release. I mean, it's, um, unless it's old, they when they give you together? three years of lead time, like. It's that they at least present the present the illusion that they have their shit together because by the time it's announced, it's going to be in your hands a week to two weeks later. Right, like, that's what I mean. Like, no. they're they're kind of hedging against not having their shit together by having their at least like marketing shit together. Yeah, I think FFG's kind of dug themselves into a hole, sort of in that we kind of expect things to be announced like six months ahead of time and. 
uh, I don't know. Um, I think that uh, that well, yeah, like if, is tough. If, right, like if FFG wanted to start doing that, we'd get like no new unit previews for the next six months, basically. Right. So, like, what does the marketing guy do at that point? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. So it's you know it is what it is. It's um it's actually as important. So this is a, a competitive focus podcast. This has important uh, implications for LVO potentially. Right. I was just going to say our primary issue with it is that um, there's rules surrounding unit legality because you have to be um, released 11 days prior to a tournament at least. So, you know, if they pushed it to January, are they going to meet that 11 day deadline for LVO is a real question. Yep. I, I mean, I think that right now we have to bank on the answer to that question being no. Um, I'm feeling the same because there's no, I mean, given the history, right, usually it comes third week of the month, third or fourth week. So knowing that LVO is fourth week, 11 days, I mean, the math just doesn't, it just doesn't math out, right? Yeah. No, they might. It's possible they break that schedule insofar as we're talking about what, like, like four or five different products. Uh, right. You know, you've got four upgrade packs, you have... Uh, Luke and Vader, and you have R2 and 3PO. So I can't imagine them dropping all of that stuff on one Friday, but who knows, I well, guess. It's also important that this now overlaps like the tank release, right? Like I, I think the tanks were supposed to be in January. Um, uh, February, okay, I think. February, but tanks, like, yeah. does this push that release back? And if so, you know, it's very possible we're not going to have um, new factions armor available for Adepticon you know um right yeah because adepticon is um you know it's the last weekend in march so if they don't hit that 11 day window in march which is essentially what happened to like chronic and death troopers yep. last year chronic and death troopers were the um sorry this year 2019 were the march release but they weren't they didn't make the cutoff so yeah i, I mean that could easily happen with the tanks if the tanks i mean too but we're speculating it was just such point. an advantage for the rebels to have Jin and pathfinders <laughs> hey you know what i use pathfinders I I <laughs> oh no i did too i, I, pathfinders. I did not <laughs> i was taking um, a cheap shot all right that, that unit yeah, man I know. Like, uh, hey they were good for I about still, two weeks. i still stand by the um, argument it, um i think it's uh, also a decent conversation to have now that the operatives are like being pushed back like what is their technical release because their unit cards are in the wild now right they're they're prime rewards prime championship rewards so there are people including i think possibly you david that have mm -hmm. do you have luke's uh unit cards and command cards yep i have i even have the luke spot gloss so i have the full ability to come to a store and play six luke right now when I'm using six Luke as a shorthand to say a list with all six of Luke's command cards and I could play him as either or, and I'd be totally cool with it. Yeah, I don't know if my opponent would be, it's certainly not legal for tournament cause he's not released. So well, and that's, that's a bummer, it, man. And that is worth explicitly calling out because I'm sure that there will be people that are just not aware of the unit legality rules that try and bring their Luke or Vader command cards to an official event, whether that's a prime or LVO or whatever and um 
at least as far as we know, those those are not legal yet because the unit that they belong to has not been released yet. So, right, it's it's only available to this group of people who who finish top sixteen at a prime, right? Because that's it's the not, only way you have them now, right? It's it's no different really than like uh, you know the Clone Wars corset and the Dubax got a Gen Con release, so people had Dubax and Clone Wars corsets, yeah. but they weren't legal until the general release. It's concerned. just confusing so. and muddy and. It's very yeah, for sure. Um, the other thing that's confusing, um, relevant to primes, is that primes are at least according to uh, FFG's legality page are classified as premier events, which is different than RPQs were. So even though it's effectively the same thing, uh, the unit legality rules are different. So um, RPQs were formal events, which means that if it's released, it's legal. Um, primes are premier events, which means that. Uh, it has to be released 11 days before the tournament. So keep that in mind if you're showing up to a prime. Uh, yeah, and I mean, that news comes too late to one of our players. Um, he brought Rex, Oof. and this prime was day 10 after Rex was released. Oof. And so he missed the cutoff by one day. And I feel like at that point, I would have just let it go and said, look, um, who's counting? It's 24 hours. Yeah, but I mean, again, like it—it it was one player at a small event, and so it didn't—it wasn't really like going to impact the whole event to have this thing, this thing available. Like, I don't think anyone was, you know, anyone was actually counting the um, days. I don't really think that was handle? happening. I—I I think oh. they told him no. Yeah, I—I really—I wasn't privy to all that because I didn't—I didn't hear the end result of what happened. But I don't remember seeing that player at the tables oh. afterward. Yeah, so oh, I like think he didn't switch his list. He just didn't. Yeah, I think it. they may have dropped. I think he may have dropped. Yeah, wow. that's a bummer. Yeah, that is a huge bummer. So yeah, heads up, people. I mean, it's. I guess if we're not getting any releases for two months, it'll not be an issue here pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, well, heads up, heads up, tos as well. Um, it might be worth telling people, you know, hey, this is premiere. These are the rules for yeah, Premiere. If, um, yep. if you're gonna bring a list, you know, don't waste your don't waste your travel time and your money coming down here. You know, that's just a big bummer because I know that this folk, this fellow was traveling from a fair distance, and so that's that's a bummer, right? You know, travel costs their travel costs as tournaments are are a huge reality, even if you're, you know, just going two hours away, you know, to some place. Huge time investment, like. Like screw the money. Yeah, again. Like, time investment in California. Gasoline is majorly expensive. You know, it's taxed heavily here, so that's just reality for us. Um. So yeah, I mean, tos just need to be aware, and players need to be aware, and everybody just needs to be aware. <laughs> yep. Heads up. Heads up. People. That, yeah, and that change was it. It was just like sudden, and I mean, the whole con like almost there was a lot of conversation that day, just like why the hell did we change the naming? Why the hell did we change the status? And, and why is this premiere? Because it's a store level event. It makes sense for it to be formal. Yep. I mean, I don't know. Um, the swag is definitely better than the RPQ swag was. Oh, undoubtedly. I mean, I'll miss the, I'll miss the giant chunk of <laughs> acrylic, but um, it, you know, you're right. The swag is better. Like I have a, I have a spot gloss card. Like that's crazy good. Yeah. Spot gloss I, Luke. Right. Yeah, it's spot gloss. It double sided operative Luke Vader. Yeah, and then I had then I saw the top four people get their um, 
uh, what was it, the the Operative Luke token sets, and I think they're getting better at cutting them because <laughs> they seem to be less um, off center. Off center. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I think it's still I think it's still a crapshoot, um, but they seem they seem to be they seem to be nailing it the more they do it you know they're they're improving with practice so that's yeah, good news the sabine graffiti ones were not terrible yeah i mean i have a i have one egregious example in the set that i traded for but yeah yeah um all right so that is a release slash prime news um we did get a unit preview Although it looks like now we'll have to wait a bit for R2 and 3PO. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. Ah, it's like teasing us, especially because his uh, the the three pip and the two pip they showed seem to be well, for lack of a better word, fire. Because <laughs> one of them literally is. Do you so. want to talk? Do you want to talk? So we 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 already knew about his one pip, um, which basically gives him jump and speed two. It's like a dive for the end zone kind of card. Well, well, the um, two pip appears to be a flamethrower. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you want to talk about it? Uh, not not any more than I want to talk about the three pip because the three pip is I is think nuts. This is only good card, <laughs> especially. Yeah, I'm starting to feel that way too. The more I look at it, because the that that one that two dice flamethrower is like a white dice flamethrower or something. It's very situational to me because like, when is R two going to be close to? A unit large enough to actually the use that against when he's dead it's... yeah when he's probably already dead yeah you um, don't you don't want him in range range one of something that you're gonna use that on <laughs> yeah i mean the only situation where you'd want that would be if he was suppressed and you had a unit directly behind him because then you get the inconspicuous benefits yeah right because he can't be legally attacked but even then like you can just go into melee to get around it, and I didn't see whether I didn't see whether the that flamethrower was a melee flamethrower like the Boba flamer. I think it, it is. I didn't see the symbols. They're 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 covered up. I think by it, the no they, they the had promo. the they had the actual card in the article. Oh, they did. Okay, well the one I saw the art that I saw was covered still. All right. Yeah. So I mean, I guess while we're doing that, we can confirm that in a minute. Um. I gotta say this three pip smokescreen, holy moly, is it good? Um, so you know how rebels have no time for sorrows when you play Leia. I mean, it's basically no time for sorrows all over again. Uh, R two R two issues an order to himself and a trooper unit, and when he issue, when R two issues the orders, those units can do free free speed one moves. But if you put a relay on R two D two, R two D two can issue his own order to a different unit, and so you basically have no time for sorrows all over again it's just a little bit slower and you've got the smoke drop that r2d2 can do as part of the as part of the card and i think it's a free action to drop the smoke mm -hmm. as well yep it so is. um you've got you've got so much synergy there with tauntauns unfortunately the uplink tech that was working with no time for sorrows with tauntauns doesn't work here because r2d2 has yep. to issue the order correct yep it's not when a unit receives an order, which is why Uplink was so strong with no time. But still, the Tauntauns get the Agile, they get the Repo, they get all the stuff they get off the moves, except for attacking, because it's not a move action, it's a speed one move, so Relentless doesn't trigger. 
but I gotta say, you know, if you needed to push something up the board to charge, you are you're just golden. And it's a three pip, so it's like I don't really care about priority because I'm just pushing this unit up the board. Well, I think it's you're just you're in heaven, man. It's also a good like a runaway peekaboo card, um, which is one right. of my favorite uses of No Time for Sorrows, and especially so because it's a three pip. Um, so like duck back into cover or behind line of sight blocking kind of situation. Right. So now I can do it twice and potentially have cover in addition because of R2 dropping smoke. Yep. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. It's I think this is easily his... Um, I actually think Blast Off is pretty good if you're running him with Leia Tauntauns because you don't have any... I mean, you could take Ambush, I guess, um, which is important for Tauntauns, but... Uh, you know, diving for that end zone, at least in a list like that's pretty important with R2. So I could see taking blasts off in a list like that. But yeah, I think this is certainly going to be his most universally taken card. It's good in a Tauntaun list. I think it's good if you're running him with either version of Luke. Um, so. Yeah, and anything that passes a free move to a, a powerful unit, especially a powerful melee unit, I mean, that's just that's money in the bank, man. And especially in lists where you don't have heavy competition for the three pip slot, like save our skins, like you can take it or leave it. Yep. Like you probably you probably don't care about that. So yeah, and if you're running, so, I mean, uh, sorry, I was thinking Leia R two and Sabine comes to mind because Sabine, you just run Legacy of Mandalore and then you just drop save our skins yep. for smokescreen. Yep, agreed. Um. It's hot, man. It's it, really good. It is. Did we ever discover it's, whether Emma was melee? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah they got the. So R two flamer is melee. That's so good. Ah, I mean. So if you ever, you ever try to trap this droid in melee, like prepare to die. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I mean. Yeah. I guess it's if if I'm meleeing R two with something, it's usually something like Luke and flamethrowers. I mean, he's just gonna die. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fair. I could see like if you're trying to. Um, you know, prevent him from getting into your zone and you want to tie him up in melee. I could see a use for that, but like Blast Off also has disengage on it, so it seems almost as good in that it kind of situation. Much better, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's much better because it's like I don't even have to bother with you. I can just walk out of melee with you. Yep. Yeah, I the issue I have with Blast uh, Off is that um it's such a high priority effect. Um and I really feel like if you're trying to get R2 in the end zone, a lot of the time you want to be going last. But... Yeah, I mean, it does give him a suppression token, which helps with inconspicuous. Yeah. But um, obviously he can still get scoped if you don't have other units up there with him, either by range or line it's of sight. It's a lot so. easier to scope something that's in your own deployment zone. Generally. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, um... I did that on Friday. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, uh, I agree. I think, I mean, just like anything else, it's hard to... It depends on what you're running, right? Like if you're running triple Tauntauns and you have them all up there with R2, it's not going to be as difficult to set up. Um, and he's only 35 points. So, you know, it shouldn't be a free victory point. Yeah, but like, but... I feel like Blastoff is a card that you want if R2 is like doing other things all game. He doesn't really do other things all game in the taunt list. He just moves across the board for six turns. Yeah, I think it's good in situations where like 
if there's a line of sight blocker kind of on the edge of your opponent's deployment zone and you want to just park him there and wait until the last turn and then jump over it. I think it's definitely better for the jump and the disengage than for oh, the speed for sure. too in most circumstances. Sure. I just, I don't know. I feel like if you're playing triple tauntauns, you really want ambush because if your tauntauns break down, you're, you're in a, you're in a bad spot. Yep. That's very true. And especially like if you, if you're not running ambush after you've played coordinated bombardment, you know, and your opponent knows that you can't give a one pip order your tauntauns, yeah. that's an issue. Yeah. I mean, CB is also just hilariously strong anyway because of the whole Sharpshooter 2 infinite range thing going on there. Oh, yeah, there's no. Yeah, you're definitely not taking this over CB. Yeah. Bombardment, that is. Um, all right. So we'll do. Do you guys want to say anything more about these two? Or at some point, once they come out, I guess two months from now, we'll, we'll do a, a more thorough um, analysis on them. Okay. Um, I just hope they release Ewoks so I can play a 3PO Ewok list because <laughs> I would think I'd enjoy converting 3PO to be on a on a wooden throne of some sort. That'd be neat. <laughs> Bow to your golden I wonder god. How many people would quit the game as opposed to how many people would like start playing the game if that happened. I would. I would love Ewoks. I think that would be hilarious. Yeah, you got to run Commander Luke, and then like some point during the game, you got to say. 3PO, <laughs> tell them if they don't let us go, you'll use your magic. <laughs> point, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, like, yeah, technically. Yeah. Yeah. Green saber and all, yeah. I don't know. Yep. Yeah, I would I would love Ewoks. I think that would be hilarious. Little murder, yeah. little murder bears with Give them pointy like, sticks. Hey, man, the droids have their chaff unit. I need my chaff unit. 30-point <laughs> Ewok squads running around with... Yep. Yeah, just tar pitting, <laughs> going up to fifteen activations and actually being legitimate. I feel like they'd be like a special forces unit. Oh you know? god! Like they'd have like infiltrate, and uh, I mean their their attacks would be garbage. I, I mean, they, unless they're attacking an ATST, which they would just auto kill. They probably get like um, sticks mm -hmm. is their melee attack, right? Yeah, and they have stone, yeah, sticks with like courage like zero, range two white, no surge. Yeah, and like bows and arrows. Yeah. yeah. As soon as they get suppressed, they panic. <laughs> courage zero. <laughs> yeah, courage zero. Yeah, as soon as they take any fire, they run away. Yep. Uh, so, you, so you have to ambush from behind line of sight blocking terrain. Yeah, there you go. It's thematic. Yeah, it's perfect. All right. Um, yeah. Enough about Ewoks. Uh, come on. Uh, Never enough. Chief Chirpa Commander when. So we also got a skirmish format, which we're not going to talk super much about on this show because Jay and Evan are going to talk about it on the Fifth Trooper, which you should also listen to. Oh, and also they did a battle report uh, with the new skirmish mode last week, which is up on our YouTube channel. So check that out. Um, yep. All right. Let's dive into hot take. It is way higher than everything else like tauntauns leia's two pip polishes many a turret it's not like you can just delete luke and put in two tauntauns and that's a net gain necessarily you know it'll be the salt city because i'll be there they dang still it hit, kyle like, i'm gonna sell you on fire support <laughs> with mortars so many aim tokens we can't say it on the radio yeah, i think i think <laughs> come at me bro that's a lot to unpack maybe we should just burn the whole suitcase <laughs> instead thoughts jay yep uh, the same. <laughs>
nothing but the best best analysis right here, folks. Yeah. All right, Mike, this one's yours. It is mine. So. And since David has some sweet Operative Luke command cards, we're going to talk about Serve Your Master Well. Oh, yes. Yeah. My favorite. So this is a one-time effect that allows you to pull the strings as a free action, I might add, on one of your units or one of your enemy's units if you have suppressed them, I think is the language. Is it suppressed? Yeah. Correct. And I believe it targets non-operative, non-commander Yeah, because if it did, units. it would be even more bonkers, but that's besides the point. Yeah, yeah I'm going to mind trick Grievous and force him to attack here on, guys. Yeah, I mean, Seems I would... Good. So here's my problem with this card. Um, it is incredibly uninteractive. Your opponent can basically do nothing to stop you from getting Luke into range of, say, your Death Trooper unit. Auto-suppressing it with Jedi Mind Trick, and then having your Death Troopers turn around and shoot anything in your army that's out of cover. Generally speaking, um, the units in your army are not in cover against other units in your army, just because that's kind of the nature of the beast. Um, it's very difficult to put yourself in cover against your opponent and against yourself. Um, I think they've been... So is the hot take here that it's overpowered as, as all that get is, out? That is how I feel about it. Yes. Um, you know, I think Luke being able to mix it up in in melee and then have a unit just like turn around and shoot its buddy... Um, is way too powerful. This card is way better than Son of Skywalker. It's also way more flexible than Son of Skywalker. Um, the 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 mode on this card where you pull the strings on like your own unit um, is okay, um, but like I'm, it's definitely on like the kind of the floor, but it's still not bad. You know, um, I just I think the power level of this card is way too high, and it is extremely uninteractive. Mm. Um, you can't really play around this card much. It's generally a um, what do you call it? Uh, like an it's it's like an intro card in that you're using it to enter the fray, right? So like things like deploy the uh, garrison, yeah. like don't even do a ton here because you're like oh. Um, I'm going to Jedi mind trick your dudes with a standby. And then instead of you shooting me, you're going to shoot you. Yeah, I mean, it depends on terrain and stuff, right? Because it's range one and mind trick is range two. So um, in that right. situation, unless you're behind a line of sight blocker, you're not going to be able to pull the standby. But well, you got to be inside range two yeah, to start the turn. I think that right. you can generally navigate that. Like... If you're playing against Krennic, you you know how this is going to work out, and you can you can arrange a situation where you've either baited deploy the garrison out of them ahead of time, or you have, um, you know, set it up so that you don't need to worry about it. Um, 
it's very easy. Like if you're within side range too, you're just like, okay, Jedi mind trick that dude. He's going to shoot the dude with the other standby token. Bing, bang, boom. Like, you know, right. Right. So, so, I mean, I can, I can go with you on the fact that like once the interaction starts, it's too late. Right. Once the, once the card begins, it's too late to do anything about it. There's very little you can do to stop it at that point. Um, now, there are some ways to beat it timing-wise. Like, it feels like you have to beat it timing-wise to get around it somehow. Um, it doesn't apply to Empire, but Rebel on Rebel, you can no time units away from range. Something you can do. You, you know that Luke only has a certain amount of range to actually get the effect going. So then he'll have to change his order of operations. It is hard to deny it, though, if Luke has a unit near him. Like, if he just runs a unit next to him, he'll always get that pull, which is awesome. Right? Like it, And it kind of should be, because it's a one-pip on a 200-point unit. Well, or a 160-point um, unit. I mean... I, well, all, depend, yeah, all things are here. That's the, fair. Like, this is a, a one-pip ability on a unit that already has an incredibly good one-pip ability. Um yeah, it's it's right. It's it's, it's, it's an excellent kit for a unit that already has a really. Yeah, good this is just, it's like and it's an excellent tool. You're, you're and, piling. Yeah. I, to be fair, I don't think the new two and three pip operative Luke cards are. I mean, they're fine. I am a Jedi is pretty good in the scenarios where it's good. I don't. I don't I, think that's broken. I, I'm. I'm. I'm... <laughs> I'm grinning. I'm grinning a little bit because it's like you talk about an uninteractive card. <laughs> It's like, oh, you started the turn at range one of me? Oh, none of us yeah, get to do anything. That's, that's yeah. Like, that's like, it's a really high cost, it, though. And it's a telegraphed move. Yeah. Right? Like, if you start the turn within range yeah. one of Luke Skywalker, you need to know that you can't play and now you'll die. Like, that's not a thing you can do. Yeah, you just can't because you're he's going to play right. I Am so a Jedi. So you have to, you know, fashion your turn in such a way that, like, you go last Palpatine and then force push luke farther than range one of you at the end of your turn so that you can and now you will die without you know fear of i am a jedi there's like there's counterplay to that there is very little counterplay to this monster one pip card that turns your opponent's best units into things that get to shoot at them yeah i mean what i'm what i'm looking forward to the most off this card actually is not um the mind trick pull on an opponent's unit it's actually just pulling a tauntaun I mean, that's also very good. <laughs> because now i get an extra i get an extra charge like that's crazy right because there's some situations that i that i met where it's like oh i have a seven dice charge I with mean, ram so now i'm gonna pull and ram and then during my turn i'll ram again i would feel very different about this card you know so maybe i can get like four action yeah, if it actually costs an action, that, that, that's the that's the kicker, right? Because if if Luke didn't have the ability to have his full turn, in addition to yeah, this card, it's, it's silly. I don't I don't know. It's like, oh, I'm Luke Skywalker, so I, I'm gonna take this like range four pot shot with one of your units at something range four away, and I'm gonna kill all the stuff next to me like normal. Um, I don't know. Well, that said, he can't he can't aim his lightsaber that turn usually. Um, 
aim is pretty good on Luke Saber. I've I've come to understand after playing him for quite a while. His saber does whiff. Um, it's hard to whiff on the new one. You basically think of it like a rotary cannon with Pierce after a while. It's hard to whiff on that new saber with eight dice. It, on the new saber, but then we can't also say, well, it's on a 160-point unit and then talk about the new saber in the next sentence, well, right? I, mean, like, I, think, I think it's in the new saber. both of them, frankly. Like, like fair, if you compare 200-point like, yeah. Luke to 200-point Palpatine, like... Don't get me wrong, Palpatine's good, but like, it's not close. I mean, man, like Krennic Shores get everything for free, so I mean, why not? Why not Rebels? Also, there is you do have to ask, still buy uh, a commander with operative Luke. You don't have to do that. With sure, I just like uh, right. So, so Luke, so Luke gets this for two hundred and seventy points in I practice. Just, like, you know, if you're comparing points of units, right? You're taking one two hundred point unit and comparing it to another, like. Like Operative Luke makes Commander Vader, even with the new cards and Palpatine, just look like all right. You know, I think Dooku sort of comes close, but it's still not really a comparison. I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't actually agree about Palpatine, but that's not what this hot take is about. No, so. it's not. I, I just. Um, I think this card is busted. I think this card alone is worth like, like if command cards had points values, this card would be forty to fifty points. Like. It's bonkers. Well, that's a good that's a good um, comparison, right? Because the value shifts depending on what you manage to yeah, hit totally, with it, totally. right? Like if I'm if I'm pulling a sniper and killing a unit leader, like that's huge. If I'm pulling a tauntaun and ramming for seven hits, that's huge. If I can only pull like a Z six and it craps out, then it's like, well, I guess that didn't work yeah, I mean, out. Like you need to make good decisions. Yeah, it's well, it's it's a right. very variable card. I've I've had I've done some crazy things with this card. I've done some not so crazy things with it. Um, but yes, I agree that the particular situation that you're describing, which is Luke is already stuck in or close to it, um, you know, you take a unit of death troopers or like a unit of shore troopers that has a name, um, and you turn around and gun gun down something else. That is a very uninteractive situation. Yeah, and and frankly, it feels terrible like like yep. uninteractivity coolness of the card aside like to have your own unit shoot at you um and like absolutely destroy your game plan uh feels horrible yep that i agree with um, it's you know it's it's something that I think I think it actually like I am a Jedi. It does telegraph itself a little bit. There are some things you can do, like in in my Invader game last week with uh, Larry the Lobster. Um, I played it on a turn when Luke was stuck in, and there was one shore unit nearby, um, and he basically played Voracious Ambition, and then immediately fired with that shore unit to strip the aim and the search from him, so that I couldn't use it. Um, and then I pulled, you know, I, I used to serve on him, but I think I actually. Did, don't think they even caused any wounds because I didn't have any tokens to use and my rollout was bad. So, you know, that can happen, right? That's like a way to deal with it. But yes, I agree that um, it's generally, a, at least in that particular use of it, a pretty uninteractive card. I had a similar situation against R1 where he was trying to serve my Tauntauns and I used no time to make sure my Tauntauns were facing directly away from the direction that he wanted to potentially move them in. 
so that he actually had to settle for doing something else because the Tauntauns couldn't actually do the strong thing he had originally intended for them. I mean, there is there is a little bit of counterplay, but it's almost 100% positional. Mm -hmm. And I was also going to talk about standby. It's like, um, DT should probably be bringing Overwatch anyway. Well, and like any unit that's going to standby should have Overwatch. I think yeah, it's I somewhere mean, like eight points that those lists generally can't afford. Yeah, it's just that range three standby is so potent. Like it's, oh, it's unbelievably really potent. Generally, I mean it, it. I mean it's still only good if it's yeah. free. Gener generally, which which it is fair. Yeah, absolutely. But I, yeah. I just. I wanted yeah. to make sure that we caveated that, like, yeah, you know, um, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, like, I'm not saying that there's no counterplay to this card, but it's it's narrow. It's, it's a really good card. List. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. It's like it, if you had to rate command cards, like, like you said, man, like it's, it's really good. It's definitely That's like the top five. Uh, I don't know. I think now you would die is better as far as one pips are concerned. No, nah, man. But one and now you will die says Palpatine goes to one wound. This this is Yeah, but you also kill like five units. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, you just win the I, game. That has not been my experience with a now you'll die. I have had yeah, I know that of, I don't have a lot of games with Palpatine, but <laughs> all I'm saying is that I have had my opponent go off with a now you will die at least fifty percent of the time and still lost the game. Like it's I I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a good card. But like you have to give up almost two hundred points of resources to make it happen. Like you're giving up your key piece when you use that card. Yeah, I mean, if you time it correctly, there's your opponent's not gonna have anything left to finish off Palpatine with. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think I think that is a card you can play around way more than than serve your master well. I don't know about that. Yes and no. It comes down to a priority role and and how you've dispositioned your army. Like that's that's the majority of of what we're seeing here is the counterplay is in the positional the position. It's not in the you know once the once the interaction starts, what I mean, can I do to blunt it? This game is all positioning. Yeah, basically, it's all like, yeah. I mean, you know, right. I mean, um, yep, accurate. Like. Sure. Well, if you take that as a given, then yeah. But I mean, you got to start there. Anyways, I think this card's too yeah, good. It's a good card. I think it should be banned. I mean, you want to talk about uninteractive? Let's talk about line and weight. Line and weight is fun. <laughs> and I, you know, I get you've had bad experiences with it. Um, Nobody. Nobody even plays boss I'm, right now. I'm trying of PTSD. No, it's funny because all weekend I was I was hitting five crit rolls on rotary cannons. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, there you I mean, go. I feel I feel good about that. Proliferation of you know crit generally. It's just it's whatever. I I'm, lying lying in weight was a lot better three months ago than it is now. I, it's it's just as good. It's fair today as it was three months ago. People just are like not high on Bosk right now. I don't know why that is, frankly. I think he's still just as good, if not better, today than he was three months ago. But that's another conversation. I mean, yeah. I we'll see how lists evolve over the next few months, but I think that the general view right now is he meshes messes up your short trooper game if you take him. I don't know if that's actually true, but that's at least the view. I mean, like, there are ways to deal with that. Mm. Yeah, I know. And we've discussed various ones on 
uh, at previous times in the past. But um, we should try and make an episode without talking about short troopers or tauntauns. So that's, that's not um, gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> it will never. It will never happen. It will uh, never happen. Do you guys? Want- Especially because LVO now things are delayed for LVO, so yeah, LVO is going to be the, the meta. There's a strong chance that the current meta is the I mean, meta. It, for at LVO. a bare minimum, the meta at LVO is going to be experimental. Like th- this is the meta that we are going to have going into it. This is going to be the expected meta we're going to have going into it. Whether that ends up right. being the case we're or gonna... not due to releases remains to be seen. Yep. It's hard to say. Yeah. All right. You guys want to talk about Dooku? Sure. Another 205 point unit that's not operative loot. All right. Let's uh, let's hit Legion 101. It's time for Legion 101. Class is in session. All right. So Count Dooku is unlike pretty much everything we've else we've talked about so far on the show actually out. Um, <laughs> and released to the general public. <laughs> Although I don't have him yet, still, even though I pre-ordered him. So I have. Um, he's great. I actually like the sculpt. Oh, I know he's great. More in person than I did, like when I saw the preview. I saw the preview and I was like, eh, I don't know. This is the. And then I got it and I like picked it up and looked at it. It's actually pretty good. I really like it. Um, it just it felt vanilla when I was looking at it in the pictures. And I, there's actually, it's got some nice flavor to it. Yeah, I mean, that's Dooku, right? Simple, but refined. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dooku's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think he's probably the second best force user in the game. Behind Palpatine? No, not behind Palpatine. <laughs> not behind Palpatine. No, in fact, I think Dooku eats Palpatine for breakfast. I think Dooku eats most Force users. For yeah, breakfast. I mean he eats he uses most units for yeah. breakfast, right? But like, if you're talking about a now you will die counters, like here you go, here oh, you yeah. go, yeah. right? Um, yeah, he's a he's a Sith with cunning. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you, if you have a newsflash, yeah. audience. If you haven't if you haven't played as one pip yet, it's real good. <laughs> um, All those cards are real good. Yeah. All right, let's let's go through. Okay, let's. Yeah, yeah. So this is a Legion one hundred and one. So let's go through the full Dooku kit here. Um, I should probably bring up his cards. So I'm not doing this from memory. That'd probably be helpful. <laughs> All right. Um, so he's got the standard six L three courage, which seems to be uh, the lightsaber wielder yeah. template, if you will. It's like the baseline lightsaber wielder kind of thing yep. you do. Um. He's got five red dice in melee. Yep. Is he red yes. save, no surge? Yep. I mean, he's got deflect. Also, okay. That's... Yes, he has deflect. Okay, so he's like, he's like Luke levels of defense, which is sometimes godlike, sometimes horrible. Yep. So it's, worth, it's worthwhile to shoot him is basically what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, if he doesn't have a dodge token, you want to be shooting him. Yeah, shoot his ass. Because right. <laughs> he might All actually right, yeah. So he's got six health. Three courage, red dice save, um, surge crit, uh, five red and melee, impact two, pierce two. Um, so it's essentially uh, Vader's saber with one last dice, but with surge crit. It's operative Vader's saber, is what it is. Right. It's yes, exactly with surge crit. Yep. It's Chewbacca with tenacity, but pierce, which makes a big difference. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a huge difference. I mean, his other special ability is the kicker on that, but yeah. Yeah, so he, yeah. he also has... Right, so we'll get to that in a minute. Um, he also has Force Lightning, which unlike Palpatine's is uh, slightly weaker and not melee, but it's range 1 to 2, 5 black, Pierce 1, uh, and it has Scatter, which is a new keyword. I, is it um, actually... We- I mean, like, so it's weaker on Pierce, but... It's like it's actually pretty comparable, I think, right? Uh, it's um, it's half, it's 14. it's a little over half a hit less. It's five eighths less. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It still feel pretty good shooting someone with it because it's you know again good old good old five black surge crit something with which I'm very familiar. Drag a squad out of cover with it. Right. So what scatter yeah. essentially does is um, it lets you do cohesion on your target yeah. after you die. Yeah, you can you can cohere a squad into force choke yeah. range. <laughs> so it's not it's not quite as good as like force push, but you can do this with a range two attack, so it has a much longer effective range. Yep. Um and then alright, so let's look at his keywords, because this is where the fun stuff is cunning. Which only previously was on Krennic. Which was really good a... on your ninety point do nothing unit. Yeah. Krennic who normally pisses on a wall yeah. and yells at people yep. and does nothing else. Um <laughs> Or stares through some yeah. binoculars. Uh, deflects, like most Force users. Um, he's got immune pierce, similar. Makashi Mastery. So this is a new keyword for Dooku. He can reduce the pierce value of his melee weapon to uh, negate pierce immune or impervious. The impervious bit is not on the reminder text, but that's in the RRG. Um, real good. <laughs> this is why he murders Force yeah. users in melee. Yeah. This plus con. I mean, he still, so he retains pierce one when he does this. Um, right. So not only is he making you not immune to Pierce, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be relevant if you didn't retain his Pierce, but it's just, right. yeah, it's really good. It's super good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's he wins lightsaber duels yeah. most of the time. Use it, yeah. profit. Yeah. So let's say, yep. let's say he's dueling Luke, right? And Luke's got you know no dodge token. You know, let's assume for the sake of argument, Dooku goes five hits. Reduces your reduces his pierce by one. Luke rolls the the upside of this, which is three blocks. Luke still just ate half his health. Yeah, I mean, so you know. I think it's actually interesting dual wise. This is probably like, um, the first hit from Dooku is generally not going to kill them. Right. Because he only has he's st- at the end of the day he still only has five. Days. Yeah, I mean, like high probability you roll out. Mm-hmm five hits um but you're probably not going to kill him with the first hit so when you're dueling somebody with dooku you need to keep that in mind that you're gonna probably have to soak an attack anyways so maybe or or damage him first yeah i mean like you're gonna have to soak an attack yeah unless you've yeah damaged them first but even with pierce one they've got five health like you're not you shouldn't kill them outright no yeah you won't no, that that's true unless you last first. Yes. Because then you have, then you're just boom, that's boom, and then they're dead before it's they can react to you. you can do because he has cunning. <laughs> yes. The first part is the easy part. The hard part is the last part because, as I'm sure our viewers are yeah, noting at this point, he does not have a keyword that says relentless or charge. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So that's that's a big so limiting factor. His, his last keyword there is Master the Force 2, which is, of course, great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not present, charge, or relentless. So. so. So knowing that, it's probably easier to enter melee with a multiple miniature unit because you are able to scatter them toward you then walk into well, melee. I think this is maybe a good time to walk through his command cards because I think his 3-pip and his 1-pip specifically um, <clears throat> are pretty much the last verse we're talking about. Um, right. I mean, they, they, they chain into each other very well. Yeah, so let's go in descending order here. All right, so the three pip, which is you disappoint me. Um, and that's Count Dooku in two units. When Count Dooku issues an order to a unit, that unit gains one dodge token. So that's obviously great. After Count Dooku performs a ranged attack against the trooper unit, he may perform a speed two move with that unit. So this is my ally with the force plus a bonus speed two move on your target. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Plus, it's an extra unit. Woof. Yeah, right. Two units. Yeah, Count Dooku and two units. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uses for this besides handing out free dodge tokens to things, which is always good, especially on saber wielders like Dooku. Mm -hmm. Um, you can a speed two move is far, and when you do moves with opposing units, you get to also cohere them. So a speed two move with a trooper unit is roughly six inches, which is range one, slightly less than that. And then cohesion is roughly four inches. So you can essentially reposition a unit 10 inches closer to you with this card. And then force push them because you're going to have that upgrade. Right. <laughs> and then force push them. <laughs> yeah. And get it back because two. you have master right. force. Two. So yeah, so you can get back. two. So you can push choke yeah, so you're every gonna, turn. You're going to group this guy to you after hitting them with lightning. You're going to choke him, and then you're going to, you know, get it Force all pushing back. Force closer. Yeah. Yeah, it's... and then get all of it back, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. It's so good. Yeah, so this is like your setup card, yeah. right? Um, you you know, if d depending on... So positioning with all Force users is super important, especially slower ones like Dooku. Um, you probably want this to be a last card, yep. unless you can do it safely and have him be first. Um, but range two lightning is still not super far. That's a pretty dangerous engagement range. So you don't want to like walk Dooku out into the middle of your opponent's army. You know, do your cute move thing, choke somebody out, and then get fired upon by the, your entire opponent's army. That's not good. That was the first thing I did. <laughs> well, I say that because that's the first thing everybody. That's the first thing I did when I used this card. Yeah, I mean, um, this this yeah. is notable if you're comparing effective ranges. That this card's range is only two inches more than Palpatine's range, just to put it in perspective. Right. It's actually, it's actually shorter because Palpatine can get two speed one moves before he does his thing. I'm talking just like Palpatine on a normal turn. Oh yeah, Palpatine's normal attack. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, so not super far is the point. Yeah. Um, this is also great for, you know, it's an extra force push, basically, except at speed two. So if you need to, like, move a unit off an objective or something like that, you can also use this for that. Yeah, imagine resetting someone on breakthrough like that. Yeah. That's I mean, just it's painful. also good, like, if somebody, like, jumps in the middle to grab the box, like, hey, you messed up, buddy. 
Yeah, thanks for <laughs> thanks for delivering me that box. Yeah, now I'm gonna drag it toward me and then kill you. <laughs> Get over here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's Scorpion. Scorpion yep. Mortal That's Kombat. what this is, basically. That's good. All right, double the fall. Um, Count Dooku and one unit. Before we Sorry. move on, I would just like yeah. I know that we're talking about this card as an entry into combat. It is worth noting that Dooku can use this card to also push a unit like Luke or Vader out of engagement range with him. Like yep. beyond where next turn they can move, move, attack. Um, which is a big deal. It's a huge deal. But now it is important that this card, unlike Force Push, does not say that the unit may move while engaged. Yeah. Um, so unlike Force Push, you cannot use this to actually disengage a unit from anything. Um, you know, it's like No Time for Sorrows, which you also cannot use for that purpose. But, but you can. Yeah, if they're like on the edge of your engagement range, yeah, you can just push them away with this. Yeah, and you can you can always just like, you know, if if you're like mixing it up and you guys aren't fighting each other, you can Force Push them light jazz hands them you know speed to move them and then move away like yep yeah it's a huge control card yeah. for sure yeah we just talked about how everything in this game is about positioning so yeah. big deal <laughs> yep yeah he's really good at screwing things up for you yeah. that way so in addition to positioning screwing you up he also screws with your order tokens uh yeah. and specifically face up order tokens yeah. with this next card yeah Right, so speaking of pushing things out of melee into you know range of your army, this is yeah. really good for well, that. Yeah, so double the fall is the card. Um, Count Dooku on a unit. That's start of activation phase. If Count Dooku has a face-up order token, which he should because... Um, well, I guess you could use Batman to get around this. But yeah, if he has face-up order token, he may return it to his order pool to choose up to two enemy units at range one to two and return their order tokens to their order pool. Yeah, so um, it's worth noting that there's no, generally speaking, no downside to this card because the only thing that's going to be in your bag is going to be like Droidekas and Dooku. It's, you're right. It depends on how you build your list. Um, if you're running Grievous, Dooku, and 6B1s, then the only thing in your bag is going to be commander tokens. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, returning Dooku's token to the bag, uh, no downside whatsoever. Yeah. Um, if you're running like Dooku, a bunch of B1s and a couple Droidicas, then he'll probably be in your bag with two Droidicas or one Droidica. Yeah. And then, I mean, whatever. Let's maybe save an uplink for this turn so that the only thing that goes into your bag is Dooku. Yeah. You know. Um, Point is, you can easily manage the downside of this card, which is flipping Dooku's token into your bag. Yep. You can often just flip it straight into an empty bag. Mm hmm. Your opponent, yeah. not so much. Well, it's worth noting that it's not great in a mirror match. Um, well, I kind of disagree. It depends on what you're targeting because you can force your opponent to trigger AI if you go after B1s with this. Sure, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not it's not good in like a Dooku on CIS, you know, character mirror match type situation. Right. Um, and like b1's triggering ai is fine it's not like the end of the world generally yeah it depends on how your opponent like if you're playing cis against cis if your opponent how they set everything up yeah it could actually really mess them up depending on how they set their bag up um 
Like if you're actually if you're playing against another like a Grievous Dooku six B one player, you know, in that list setup, you can actually. So this is worth discussing because this is a tactic you can do with Dooku if you're running that list. You can use Dooku's cards to win priority for Grievous. Yeah. Like even as one pip, it only gives an order to Dooku. You uplink your B ones, and then Grievous is your only token in the bag. Mm-hmm. So, like in that situation, if you play double the fall and you throw two core tokens in that bag with Grievous, then suddenly he can't use, you know. Uh, his one pip to win priority for Grievous, if he needs to do that. But you still probably pull out of the bag at that point. Yeah, I mean probably. But the point is, like muddying a CIS player's bag is still important potentially. Yeah, um, this is definitely just. I don't know. A- again, any any dual situation, this card is pretty pretty busted. Like, <clears throat> oh, you're gonna now you will die this turn. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you gotta, you'll, you'll, you'll do it, when it whenever you so. manage to pull Palpatine out of here right. with token bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah good luck. <laughs> meanwhile, I'm gonna. <laughs> meanwhile, I'm Akashi you for half your yeah. wounds. Oh yeah, Son of Skywalker. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> nice. do that whenever you fish fish Luke out of your bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's real good. It's it's good against Tauntauns too, who often are relying on that order control. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a really good like defensive card. It's a really good dual card slash defensive card. Yeah. Um, all right, let's hit his one pip here real quick. Fear, surprise, intimidation. Just quick aside about this card. I was trying to find where this quote occurs, and actually, it's from the Clone Wars cartoon by Genji Tartakovsky. Yes, it's from the. It's from I think the first episode. He literally says fear, surprise, intimidation when he's talking to Grievous about how hmm. to beat the Jedi. I mean, that's what this card does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, you know, I know that like I totally like ran a train on saying that serve your master well is like really broken, blah 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 blah. This card is bust. It's it's good. It's real good. Yeah. Um is this the one where the card art is him chopping off Anakin's arm? It is. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's uh, Count Dooku gains Arsenal 2 and Relentless. Uh, each of those ranged weapons gains Versatile. After he performs an attack, the defender gains two suppression tokens. Yeah, so... <laughs> I mean, there's lots of good things about this card. The first is that it's a one-pip with Cunning. On a Sith. I mean, this card could... As far as I'm concerned, this could have been a card... This could have been Ambush, Count Dooku. And it would have been good. Yeah. Um, this is... Uh, so it, it gives him the relentless keyword for a turn, which is what he is really wanting generally, um, which is obnoxious. Uh, gives him Arsenal 2, so he gets to swing his lightsaber and lightning something. Worth noting that if you want to be a little bit more... Um, conservative play-wise, you can equip him with saber throw and uh, throw his lightsaber and jazz hand something. Two different targets are the same target. Um, yeah, I could see that. I, I feel like personally, that's a little bit of a waste of a four slot. I agree for for agree. one use, um, but I could see it. You know. Yeah, it's uh, and so, but if you do that, you're handing out six suppression tokens if you choose two different targets. 
Yeah. Like, right. Like, Which is crazy if, cool. If you hit Luke Skywalker with this, if he's not an operative, he's just suppressed. Yeah, because it's you get it's three, three suppression tokens: one from the ranch attack, and then one, two from this card. Yeah. So it's like, oh, so you you're you're definitely going to suppress one unit that you're not in melee with presently, and there's a decent likelihood that you suppress whatever you're in melee with, anyways. Yep, because they also get two suppression tokens. Yeah. This was this was my favorite Spanish translation, by the way. Somebody <laughs> when those Spanish cards came out, somebody typed this into Google Translate, and it said something like, um, "When Count Dooku performs a touch, the defender ga- uh, gains two cows." Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah, but yeah, not cows. They are suppression tokens. Um, and yeah, notably, he also gains versatile. So if he's in melee with something, he can lightning out of melee to attack another target, just like Grievous is gone Boy. um yeah uh, and these commanders with arsenal looking arsenal out of melee man they're just on another yeah, level so it's, i mean you're like if you're stuck in with this card in, in your opponent's army and you use it there's a good chance that you just gut or wipe two units with it yeah basically you know what i don't get and this is i'm just gonna grief here for a second like general grievous has versatile but boba fett does not like what <laughs> Well, I mean, Count. I mean, they probably had Count Dooku gets versatile, but Boba Fett does not. Like, I don't know. Well, Boba Fett doesn't use a lightsaber, you know. Well, it's not about a lightsaber. It's about you're in melee with something, and you're really good with a blaster. Like, I don't know. Boba Fett got beat by a blind Han Solo <laughs> with a pole. Who cares? <laughs> Accurate. Yeah, suck it, all you Boba Fett fans. <laughs> Accurate. Um, all right. Yikes. <laughs> so yeah, back to Count Dooku. Um, yeah, it's just, <laughs> I mean, this is a really good kill stuff card. It is. I don't know what else to say about it. Um, I think a lot of the text on this card. I mean, the most important one is Arsenal Two and Versatile. I think Relentless is like you're going to maybe use it like 50% of the time. I think a lot of the times you're already kind of stuck in and in melee with something. Yeah, it depends on where you are. Um, but it's worth noting that like if you are in melee with something, you like choke whatever's left and then force push them out and then double move into something else. Kill that and lightning. <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> it's you, can, you can very conceivably destroy three units on one turn with this card. Yep, Absolutely. It's it's interesting. Dooku's kind of like a a hybrid of Vader and Palpatine, right? Yeah, like, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I'd say he leans more towards Palpatine than Vader, probably. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, and and the cunning just uh, changes the game. Yeah, it's real good. So all good. right, let's talk about his upgrade slots real quick. So he's got three, four slots and a command slot. Yep. What uh, what upgrades are you taking on him? Let's talk about force upgrades first. Well, you're choke. you're taking choke push. Yeah, and at least with that being said, I have found in my experiences with Operative Vader on TTS that push is actually a little bit less necessary. Um, generally speaking, like sixty to eighty percent of the time. 
choke is enough for you to disengage with another unit. In that you've moved, moved, mm-hmm. relentless into it, thrown five dice, pierce three. Double choke is enough to finish that unit most of the time. Yeah. Um, but pushes for a lot more than just disengaging. I agree. I, I'm like... Uh, but I think that if... I think units with, with choke specifically, if you want to f- forego push, it's more reasonable on these units than units that don't have access to choke. I still yep, think it's I pretty agree. mandatory. Yep, I agree. Um, I just I know that there's people out there that are going to be like, I don't want to take force push. You t- first of all, take it. Second of all, if if you don't take it, at least use that reasoning. I don't know. <laughs> all right, so then if you're... So I agree. First two slots, staple force push and choke to him. Yep. Uh, what do you think you put in that third slot? I, I mean, I think mm. it's reflexes, and I don't think it's particularly close. Yeah. Yeah, on a character with a of no defense surge that's so valuable i think reflexes is it like you want access to dodge tokens all he's the also time. not particularly you know i mean he's speed too but he doesn't have charge of relentless and he doesn't have jump so he, for a lightsaber wielder he's effectively slow so he's not going to be able to like hide on top of yes. buildings or behind things like luke yeah is going to be able to or obi-wan um so you're going to need that dodge token because there's going to be more situations where he's, you know, a little bit more exposed than like a more mobile force user is going to be. Yeah, there's just he's very uh he's very lawful evil in that sense. He's like you know just come and fight me like a man. I don't need tricks. <laughs> <laughs> you know? He's he's a he's like a death card. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's lawful evil. That's good. Much. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I think yeah. I think it's reflexes, but I I think it's because most of the other available force upgrades are not super competitive like we've got battle meditation which is sort of niche but like not great in cis generally because you already have complete order control um you have force guidance which in dooku's case is just like strictly worse than a dodge token um saber throw like maybe not strictly worse than the lightning that's attached to his card but like you probably don't need to take it um and Fear is like fine. It's just not super powerful. It's like a, it's like an upgrade you take when you've got an extra three points in an open four slot lying around. Like, yep. Um, I can see a situation where you don't want to fork out the seven extra points for reflexes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if you're tight on points, I could see fear going in that slot. Um, yep. But overall, I think that. If you have the points for force reflexes, especially now that it's ten points instead of fifteen, um, you know I, I think you take reflexes if you can afford it. I agree. That's how I usually build them: push, choke, reflexes. Yeah, I think the the next slot is actually we're gonna have a constructive argument about it. I have. I, I think that I think there's a lot of interesting uh, options there. I do too. Okay. So I think. It depends on whether you're running him with Grievous or by himself. Mm-hmm. I think if you're running him with Grievous, it's esteemed leader and it's not particularly close. That's not even in the running in my list. Really? Yep. I'll explain why in a sec, but continue. Okay. 
I mean, at least my, so my, my rationale there with Grievous is, um, you're not going to be triggering aggressive tactics with two commanders every turn. Mm-hmm. Um, he's your most important piece in that list. B1s are great esteemed leader targets because they're six points. You don't need strict orders because he's got courage three, which means that suppression does literally nothing to your droids until they get to six. Um, so that's where I disagree. I think, okay. I think strict order is a staple to him. Okay. Go on. Um, I think it is not five points strip suppression off everything else. It is five points strip of suppression token off count to you when you need to. And th- this is a, this is a unit that absolutely falls apart if it's suppressed. Yeah. If he's got one action, he's totally effed. Like, He's just, he's at least Palpatine could pull the strings, right? Like, and, and, and get an attack out of the situation. And, and it's, it's very hard to suppress Palpatine general. Um, but with, I mean, like I've suppressed Luke before. It's not that hard to do. Like you can, you can make it happen, but the fact that he has moved charge makes up a lot for that. Yep. Dooku does not have access to that ability. And I think that strict orders is, it's just that it's an insurance policy against, you know, you're, you're generally going to have a face up order token on count Dooku. If he's in your army. Generally. So wouldn't, I mean, so if you're running Dooku Grievous, Grievous has two command slots. Yep. Um, I think you put strict on Grievous and then you put esteemed on. I, I mean, we're talking about Duke of Grievous. I don't think it's particularly good. I'm not. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's super fun. It's only eight activations. Yeah, which isn't great. I, um, I would like it to be good. I think that like we need a cheaper alternative than like Droidekas for a list like that to work. Like like if you can if you yeah. can somehow find a way to get us a, a, a duke of grievous list up to nine or ten activations i think this conversation becomes very different I agree. um but i think as it stands um you know you have eight activations and your two most powerful units want to want to be able to go and not be shot at um yeah going last first with both of those characters is very important yeah um it's not impossible. I'm sure it's you know, if if your opponent screws up, you can make it work. But I think that against most good ten to eleven activation lists that people are running nowadays, that's going to be tough. Um, yep. So so I'm when I'm talking about Dooku's command slot, I'm operating under the assumption that it's the only command slot in your army. Okay. So if we're talking about solo Dooku, um, I definitely can see the argument for strict. I personally like aggressive tactics just because I like surges on B1s and on Droidicas. Um, yeah. And I haven't, I haven't personally like had an issue with Dooku being suppressed. Uh, now that said, uh, if you're facing like a sup- Krennic suppression gun line, um, that's really not hard to do. No. So um, it's also, you know, like strict on a courage three unit, you do have, if you're just rolling stuff off, you have a little bit more than 70% chance to get at least one paint there. Um, but you know, maybe thirty percent chance to not get one paint is is uh just too high for you, which I, mean, I can totally understand. In a lot so. of situations, losing an action on Dooku on a critical turn is equal to losing the game. Yep. 
Yeah, totally. It's restricted as an is a insurance policy, yeah. a very important insurance policy. All right. Uh, so just as far as builds, we already talked about Duke of Grievous, but that's basically Duke of Grievous six B ones. Um, there's not a lot of options right now. I think the other one is Duke six B ones two Jordicas. Oh yeah, I think I think that's a probably a much better starting point at this point. Yep, I agree. Um, that's my favorite build for Dooku personally. Yeah. I mean it's it's cool to have Grievous and Dooku in it's it's much more doable than Vader Palpatine. Ever, oh yeah, no, ever no, was. No. like yeah. you know, which is which is cool as all get out. Um you know, you can definitely take Duke of Grievous and go to a casual store event and be like, "Okay, like I can I can win a couple games with this." Yep. Um but you know. Uh, so and that I think is great. All right. Um, I think that's enough about Dooku. Should we talk about uh, Invader real quick? <laughs> and your your statistical Z6 probabilities? <laughs> I'm so sorry, Luke. I just yeah. want you to know, if you're listening, I empathize with you. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's... Mm-hmm. I don't think that's why uh, that game went the way that it did, but uh, it doesn't was matter, man. a turning point. Remember, we were talking about like you yep. jumping off buildings is rubbins the other week. This is the same deal. You're like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll my Z6 roll and I'm gonna roll out eight hits. <laughs> rubbins, Kyle, you don't was... need to win more. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I spend all week bashing Z6s, yeah. and then on back to back Z6 rolls, I you get eight hits and then seven hits on and top yeah. ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, it was silly. And it was like, yeah, right when he was like, another, like flow was at like, a full no, health unit of tons, like, and like getting ready to charge the next turn. And it's like, oh, I was like, oh, if he, if he, if he gets the threat saturation, R2D2 might get in the enemy deployment zone to win the game. And then it's like, oh, that just happened. <laughs> four crits, four hits off of Z6. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, when it was one of those moments. Uh, so I, I, I know Luke. We're, um, we're good friends. We met at Adepticon last year, and uh, it was one of those moments. So it was a very like fun game, but it was one of those moments where there was just this moment of silence after that roll, and we were just both like, uh... <laughs> so that just happened. Not like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh... What did what did you say the chances of that were? Uh, less than one percent. Oh lord. Okay. And then I did it essentially again mm-hmm. on the next roll. <laughs> like the chances of doing both of them are like significantly, significantly uh, so low. You know. I don't oh know. no, Kyle's embellishing. It's not just less than one percent, my good friends. It's like, it's like barely over a tenth of one percent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very small. It's extremely very small. small. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was unlikely. It was an unlikely outcome. It was definitely the nail in the coffin in that game. That Very point, emphatic one. That point your Rebel Troopers roll out more hits than a DT squad. Yep. <sighs> Rebels overpowered, man. <laughs> See, that's why I like the Z6. Clearly. There's, there's Clearly, no world where a DT rebels. squad gets eight hits at range three. Not <laughs> range three. Yeah, yeah, totally. totally, totally yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, but, yeah, no, I know. I spend the whole week bashing Z6s, or at least saying that I'm on board the naked train, and then they go ahead and do that for me. 
You're on uh, board the naked train. That's an interesting, <laughs> I think, interesting I think Jay, terminology. I think, I think Jay already clipped that exact quote from last week. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how much more there is to say about that game. Luke, Luke played a good game. It was, um, you know, just a couple, a couple hot swings like that. And uh, there was also a moment where I think he like prematurely moved up a Tauntaun unit that I pasted with Luke and his E6. Um, so you also, you won turn zero pretty handily that game. Yeah, I think like ninety five percent of Legion games are it, turn zero. Ninety-five. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I that's kind of how I feel about it. I don't know. I've done some things, man. It's no, I know. Okay, are, well, we, re- are we returning to the era of the fourteen-point bid? No, 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 and I don't. I don't mean that blue player is necessarily critical to that either. I'm just saying. No. Well, yeah. the fastest way to win turn zero is to be blue. Yeah, it's definitely important. At 95 is high. I'm just saying, like, I think I think most games, definitely more than half my games, um, I feel strongly one way or another after deployment. Yeah, Generally. I'll give you like okay, fair. sixty to seventy. Okay, yeah, all right. Ninety five is a, a hyperbole, but yes. So, it's, sometimes it's your opponent rolls eight dice on Z six, and and <laughs> deployment doesn't matter. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was it was evaporators. Tauntauns are not great on evaporators. Um, oh, hmm. So blue player. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was, you really, I was you really think you really think that card was in Luke's battle deck? Oh no, it definitely was not. But that's why I took a six point bid. So. Um. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, I rest my case. Yeah. <laughs> Bidding's important. I'm not bidding 14 points, but bidding is important. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a it was a fun game. I'm sorry, Luke, that I crit faced you with Z sixes. It's hilarious to watch. <laughs> uh, you guys had fun casting that one, I bet. We did. <laughs> we did have great. We had great fun, and um, I'll continue to say all the nasty things you won't say about the way Luke played those tauntauns off the air. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. Right. I thought I thought he did fine considering the the turn zero position he was in. I um, just like your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I got to play another shoreline this Friday. Yeah, weird. we'll be so, uh, we'll be hitting the hitting the casting again for that as well. We might have yeah, where booth just keeps packing more people in. We might actually have four people doing it. Yeah, we oh, really? might get because. Uh, because the uh, Darkling Chris Hecht wants to uh, to um, cast that alongside, and so does Mike Cirillo. Oh, so we're gonna have a bunch of uh, a bunch of people talking about how either we wish we were you or um, uh, get good, Kyle. <laughs> 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 one of the one of those things, one of those two things will happen depending on how you play. So no pressure. Well, I have confidence that my Z sixes are going to go back to hiding behind things all mm-hmm. game um, against the shoreline. So, uh, <laughs> Zero Moon's got not one but two Death Troopers plus three Shore Troopers. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it's the same list I played in 
team league. Mm -hmm. um, that's good. Yeah, it's like this, yeah. this no, shoreline double double DT. It's really good. Yeah, yeah it's it's a lot of DACA. Um, and Dathomir is a reasonably open map, so we'll see. He may not have a medic in it. He has a medic. He has one one yeah. medic. I think I found, I think I had two in mine, if I recall. I'm not sure. Yeah. But anyway, it's very close to your team. Very, yeah, it's mm -hmm. very close. Um, yeah. It's very good. It's a good list. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good game. Zero Moon's a good player. Yeah. So. Um, I think is that the first top eight game on the schedule? I think so. I haven't seen any other ones. Okay. Kingsley still has not played his. Uh, that's that's the last. His computer, his computer is broken, is broken still. Yikes. Yeah. Anyway, um, all right. That's Invader update. Um, do you want to talk your attorney, David? Or no? I think we can. I think I've. I think I've spoken about it already. I have spoken. Sweet command cards that aren't legal for like the next. Yeah, I, I, I won some things. I, I went to one. Uh, droids won it. Triple triple droidicas are good, yo. Um, yeah, droidicas are good. Yeah. What was it right. nine activation triple yes. droids? So some some naked or like two naked, naked B ones or something to make that happen. Yeah. Yep. All right. <clears throat> um, cool. Well, we will uh, be talking some more interesting stuff next week, and um, we are the notorious scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Mike. And I'm David. Forgot my name for a second there. <laughs> We're probably Jedi mind tricked into serving your master will. Hey. Right, I'll see you next week. Join us next week for another episode of The Notorious Scoundrels. This has been a Fifth Trooper production.